welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hello, everyone. This is Netalina, the CEO and the host of the Rise Up For You podcast. So excited to be here with you guys today. We have such an incredible episode today. We are going to be talking with Dr. Stephanie Mage. This really is an episode that you do not want to miss. It's on health and wellness, and it's probably one of the best episodes we've done so far in this category. Dr. Mage is going to dive into the five wellness tips that can really change your health, your mindset, and your wellness in the way that you feel. Dr. Stephanie Mage runs a wellness practice in Chicago where she specializes in pediatrics, pregnancy, family, and wellness care. She's a certified in pediatrics and the Webster Technique from the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. And Dr. Mage is a member of the Royal Knights of the Chiropractic Roundtable on the board of the League of Chiropractic Women, International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, and the World Congress of Chiropractic Women. She is incredible. She speaks internationally on a variety of topics ranging from success in practice, aging well, to pediatrics and pregnancy. She brings an energy, enthusiasm, and sense of humor to the stage in a way that helps others inspire to reach their dreams and be well. She also runs her own podcast, which I definitely recommend you go check out, called The Women Seeking Wellness. And she focuses on bringing awareness to being well and your health. Please enjoy this episode. Take the time, listen, and share it. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, thank you so much, Netta, for having me on the show. And uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to be here and I am a chiropractor, so my name again is Dr. Stephanie Mage, and I am just celebrating the 20th year in my own personal chiropractic practice, and uh, and I've just uh, this year launched a podcast, and so I'm in my, golly, I'm in my eighth month of doing that as well. Um, as far as just a little bit about me, I'm a girl from Ohio that I always wanted to be a doctor and I've always actually wanted to be a pediatrician and you know through a series of circumstances after my undergraduate got into a car accident and um, was slated to go to medical school and got into a car accident had some whiplash and my mom uh, had encouraged me to go to a chiropractor she was an attorney had seen chiropractors Uh, really help a lot of people along the way. And so I went to this very young, passionate chiropractor, and not only did he help my whiplash, but I had had uh, headaches my whole life and just thought headaches were a normal thing in life, and he helped me with my headaches. And just I just uh, decided to put the medical thing aside 
and become a chiropractor. And I've just kind of never looked back. Wow. So, okay. So that's, that's an interesting story. Um, so you always wanted to be kind of in this medical field and then through kind of a series of events, you were introduced to the, the chiropractic world and then you made the leap into that. Yeah. I mean, it was, now I know it was one of those things that wasn't an accident. Like it wasn't an accident that I got into an accident and then I ended up there and it really, you know, if I look back, it was, it was one of those things that didn't seem like it was on the right path that was. It, it fits so much of what I have my bachelor's in uh, nutrition and I, I use so much nutrition in my life and in my practice every single day, you know, uh, as a chiropractor where I think that I would have leaned much heavily, more heavily on drugs and uh, surgeries. I look more at coaching people through their lifestyle choices. Right. Okay. So this is, we could talk probably about this forever. There's so much yeah, to, to, sure. to dive into. <laughs> so, I mean, as you know, this idea of health and wellness is, I mean, it's a beast in our society and it's something that the majority of the people struggle with, not necessarily weight or, you know, going to the gym or getting fit, but just the whole concept of wellness and what that really means. Does it mean the number on the scale? Does it mean really internally um, taking care of your body, being able to prevent it from body aches, you know, diseases and that kind of thing? So, I mean, we could we can really start anywhere. What's the number one, I guess, misconception you see in regards to to our health and wellness that we as a society kind of jump to? Well, uh, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're living in this information age, and if information was the solution, we should all just be healthy, wealthy, and wise. You know, it's not. It's like a fire hose of misinformation, and it really starts with, a, with an erroneous paradigm. The, the, wrong, the erroneous or the error in this whole thinking is that that health comes from the outside in. That if we want to be well, we need to find the thing to add to us or to take away from us for us to be well. And and as a chiropractor, but really as 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 a health you know leader, I you know my paradigm starts with my body can heal itself. It just needs no interference. So my job is to look at. What is interfering with my body either by too much toxicity coming in or uh, some interference in my body actually healing from within? So that is one of the biggest misconceptions that I see and that I really help people understand is that it's about really looking at how am I interfering either with my thoughts or with my actions or with my choices my body's own ability to be well. Right. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I, I was reading a book a couple of years ago and it said that, you know, when you cut yourself on the outside or, you know, you get a, you know, a scratch or whatnot, your body heals itself externally, right? Like you'll get a scab and then it'll heal up that the same can happen internally, but we just don't look at ourselves that way. Yeah. We, we lose this trust in our body's ability to heal. Like yesterday, somebody said, oh my gosh, I broke my toe and she's kind of freaking out. She's older. And I said, you'll heal. It's a bone. You'll heal. Like we do, our bodies heal cuts and it seems external. It's on our skin, but really it's an internal process that happens with 
fibroblasts and all kinds of immune system cofactors that come to the aid of this cut to heal. And so the same thing is happening internally in our bodies. The thing is, is that we don't see it. And number two is that we don't understand it. And the big thing to know is that it is run by our nervous system. And so as a chiropractor, my job is not to crack bones for pain. Really, my job is to find the areas where there's interference in those nerves and remove the interference so your body can heal itself Mm -hmm. and to help people not make choices that continually dig them in a hole. You know, for instance, I saw something today where uh, where it was a picture of a kid drinking this really kind of colorful beverage, and it said, we need to stop counting calories and start counting chemicals. And the chemical load that we take into our system is a toxicity to every organ and tissue and especially our nerves, which are running everything. Right. So what are some of the things, I mean, there's a lot of contributing factors, as we know, you know, obviously your nutrition, how you eat, um, the physical activity that you, you know, that you put in with your body, but also our mindset and our stress level. So what are some of the top things that you notice that are really interfering with us getting into a wellness state? Well, I mean, I I wish I could lay claim to this, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, we're looking to numb. Like this is, this world goes and goes and goes, and we're looking for ways to numb ourselves. And so, so a lot of people use substances, use sugar, use the internet, use, you know, alcohol, use sex, use shopping, use all of these things to kind of numb our experience. You know, Brene Brown talks about this beautifully when she says, you can't selectively look numb. So when we numb ourselves from something painful, we're also numbing ourselves from joy. So you can't just selectively numb the bad feelings. You're numbing all feelings. Mm. And so with that, so, so for instance, if you're, if you're using Facebook, which, you know, I hate to say is something I can go to occasionally to just check out, you know, not only is that, you know, numbing you in your mindset, but it's also, are you on a computer or on your phone? What is your posture? What is that screen time doing to your neurology? What is, you know, all of those things kind of come into this to kind of drag you down. Yeah. And it's so interesting because the majority of us don't get that. We don't see it. We don't really, as you mentioned earlier, that we really don't understand kind of what we're doing to our body and the things that are contributing to it. Well, yeah. I mean, think about, Everybody has a go-to. I call it the weak link when you're stressed. So some people get an upset stomach. Some people get a headache. Some people get a super anxiety kind of feeling. Some people want to check out and, like, want to go to sleep. Whatever the, the emotion that is happening that stresses you, that's a physical thing. So we don't think about our emotions connecting to the physical but that's a simple experience where that is so. If that's chronic, if you're chronically worried or chronically stressed or chronically angry or chronically depressed, that is chronically sending those messages to your body and making you sick. And so there's no pill or drug or uh, there's no surgery to take that out. You have to do the work to on your mindset, do the work. 
to truly be well. It's no, there's no disconnect. Like it's not body, you know, mind, spirit as like separate entities. They're all intertwined as one. Right. Right. So I know that you wrote a book called You Can Be Well. I, I believe it's the second mm. the second part. And you you have these five vital steps to wellness. Do you mind just briefly sharing with us what those are? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Totally. So I, I wrote a book, uh, You Can Be Well, and it was my first attempt at stepping out of the four walls of my office to help people. And the podcast, Women Seeking Wellness, is the next kind of incarnation of that the five vital steps and i call them vital because your vital signs are the signs that are necessary for life so you know you have to have a pulse you have to have a respiration you have to have a blood pressure you know all these things are your vital signs so these vital steps number one is reducing nerve interference so i wrote this book because there's a million books on wellness out there but none of them talk about the nerve function and so if you're nerve, I don't care if you're eating acai berries every day and meditating in the lotus <laughs> position up in Nepal, like, like if your nervous system is interfered with, you're, you're going to have less of an experience of your life. So looking at your posture and your alignment and the flow of the nerves, that's what chiropractors do. That's why everybody loves their chiropractor because they wake up when they go there. Their body wakes up, their mind wakes up, their spirit wakes up. So number two is an ideal body weight. Like we're an obese society getting more obese. And uh, and type 2 diabetes, the adult onset diabetes, they renamed it type 2 because there were kids getting type 2. So it's not just adult onset. Um, that's killing our nation. You know, so looking at that. Looking at removing stress, that's another one of the vital steps. Uh, movement. Movement is actually a nutrient. So in our bodies, when we don't move, that starves our brain. It isn't just about being skinny. It literally, when you stop moving, the most, you could do Sudoku puzzles till the cows come home. If you want your brain to stay young, you got to move your body. And in particular, your quads, which are your in the front of your top legs, your butt, your glute muscles, and your spine. Those are the three muscle groups that send the most input to your brain and really? keep your brain alive. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I've, no, I've never heard that. That's great information. Yeah. And then the last one is, is, is reducing toxicity. So looking at this chemical world we live in and trying to reduce the toxic load that we are putting into our system. Hmm. So those are the five vital steps. And those are, those are amazing. I mean, that's really important that you shared these with us and, and thank you so much for doing that. I just have a couple questions because there's, so as you mentioned earlier, there's so much information that's out there that is bad information, right? And we latch onto it and we think it's, we think it's right. So like when you talk about ideal body weight, for example, I mean, sometimes I think there's a little bit, um, there's misinformation that's given about ideal weight and what that means. You know, for example, when I go to the doctor, I'm told that I'm like 40 pounds overweight. Now, yeah. if you looked it, at me, you would never think that. I mean, this is the thing. Everybody knows around the way, around an area where they, they want to be. Right. And that BMI thing is, I think, ridiculous. I mean, I, I just, I, I show up as morbidly obese. 
you know, because I'm six foot tall and I have a large frame and I have a lot of muscle mass as a woman, I show up as morbidly obese on that scale. This is what I tell people about losing weight. And, and I talk a lot about this is that if you can just lose 10% of your body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds and you lose 20 pounds there, I did a whole podcast on this and all I did is list the benefits. Google it. The benefits are astronomical in the positive on how it increases your health capacity and how it helps you cardiovascularly and decreases cancer risks and diabetes risks and all this just by 10%. Chunk it down. So go lose 10% of your body weight and then stay there. That's the key. Stay there for a while. And then once you stay there for a while, decide again, do I want to lose 10%? Okay, now I weigh 180. I really would think I need to weigh about 150, but I'm at 180. Can I lose 18 before pounds? I don't know. And try to give that a shot. But chunking it down, that 10% of your body weight is really key. Mm, okay, that's a that's a great um, that's a great strategy in regards to losing weight. I love that. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in one month, and then it's yeah. not sustainable, right? And then it gains back 10 times more actually for most people. We've all lost it. It's keeping it off. That's the key. Right. And that's why I say lose the 10 percent, then keep it off for a while. Right. And that's the work. The, the work is the keeping it off. Right. Um, and I'd like to touch a little bit more on this, getting the toxic basically out of your body, right? The, yes. the toxins that we have in food. So, you know, and a lot of times we're like, oh, it's fat-free, it's low in calories, it's this and that, but we actually don't turn it around and look at the ingredients and see all of the things that are listed that are processed that don't belong into our body. Um, so what, I mean, I guess what's your take on being able to diffuse and get rid of the toxics that we're eating and taking in constantly? So as far as toxins go, we have to think about the actual chemicals that come into our body. So if you look at the back of a, of a container, you know, all those words you can't pronounce are actually toxins your body has to produce or has to actually break down. And that puts a tax on your liver. So a lot of times what happens is that that toxic load then creates debris that our body stores because it doesn't have enough oomph to process it. So it hides a little here and it hides a little there and it makes every organ of our body work less well. Mm. So, uh, so cleaning this out, doing some kind of active cleaning, but also trying not to add more load to it. Now it can be chemicals in our food. It also can be fragrances. It can be, uh, things in your, in your home care products. So the environmental working group, has a wonderful list of good products that you put on your skin, you know, things that are safe in your environment, you know, all of this, there's a, they're a wonderful resource to decrease the toxic load in your life. Okay. And that, and that's, um, I, I read a book a couple of years ago that was talking about that and how it, it, it can be really difficult to break down the enzymes in your body when, uh, you know, we're putting all these, I guess, processed food in there. And as you mentioned, it makes everything work so much harder and then shuts everything down at the same time. Yeah. I mean, people, that's why I'm sorry, but the pink ribbon isn't going to cure cancer as long as we live in this chemical soup that we live in. Right. Cancer is something that is a lifestyle disease that uh, only can be cured when you change your lifestyle. Right. You know, and it's so interesting that you 
just mention that because, you know, the past six months I've been working with my mom who has been diagnosed with cancer. And I'm really trying to, and it's a little bit difficult with the, the generational mindset and they rely a lot on the doctors, right? And all of the medicine and all of these things, really trying to get her to understand that a lot of it comes from what you're eating in the lifestyle. And so thankfully she's in remission and she has this whole list of food that they want her to eat. And it's all processed food. And I'm like struggling with this because I'm really thinking that she's on this up climb that she should now be starting to really eat more clean and healthy foods that can help. And they're giving her like this list of crap to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my whole, my whole thing, I, I interviewed somebody on my podcast who actually helps uh, people with cancer navigate this uh, traditional as well as the more holistic and really marry the two together. Wonderfully, Dr. Angie, um, but what we were discussing is how about, uh, absolutely, that is so frustrating for your mom, but how about this idea? Why don't we all pretend that we're eating so we don't get cancer while we don't have cancer? Right. Because once you have cancer, everybody's now eating organic and they got hormone-free meat and they're drinking green drinks and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in my book, I talk about this. Once you're a pickle, it's like, you know, how do you make a pickle? Well, you put a cucumber in the brine. And you can pull it out a bunch of times and it's still a cucumber. But once that thing turns into a pickle, there's no going back. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been amazing. I'd love to jump into the power section if that's okay with you. Great. Um, can you tell us one book that you have read that's made a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? The Desire Math by uh, Danielle Laporte. 100%. Okay. The Desire yeah. Map. Perfect. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're incredibly proud of? I'm really proud of my podcast, the Women's Super Wellness. I uh, had no idea what I was doing. And uh, as soon as I put the microphone in front of me, it's been a blast ever since. I and love I think that. it's help, helping a lot of women. That's so great. And are there any routines that you do that help you get a positive rise in your life? Maybe a daily routine or something you do every morning? Yeah, I mean, I meditate. And I do it poorly and I journal and I do it poorly, but I do it, I do it, I do it regularly and sporadically and daily. And then I forget, but I always come back to it because it all, it's how I can clear some space to have some kind of peace in my life. And so, yes, pen, pen to paper and sitting quietly. It's so good. It's worth doing badly. Right. And Stephanie, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share? Maybe one last piece of golden nugget. My one last piece of golden nugget is to time travel, to, to time travel back. So if you're somebody like your mom that has cancer and wishes they could time travel back 20 years and do it differently, how would they eat differently, move differently, think differently? knowing what they know now, because guess what? You can do it. You can start right now. You don't have to wait to get sick in order to take the effort to be well. Absolutely. Stephanie, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. How do we stay connected to you? How do we support you? How do we listen to your podcast? Well, the best way to get a hold of me is my online home. It's drmage.com, drmaj.com. My podcast is on there. You can have access. You can actually download a free copy of my book. Uh, you can be well. So it's the best way to get a hold of me. And I'm in Chicago. Look me up. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much again for your time. Thank you. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that episode. If you're wanting more strategy, tips, and information, please head over to riseupforyou.com and sign up for our emailing list. We have a special jumpstart guide that gives you the first few steps to building your professional and personal life. Rise Up For You is all about getting to the next step and never allowing yourself to settle. So again, please head over to riseupforyou.com, join our network, and rise up in both your professional and personal life. Thank you again for joining. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.